Compliment of the season, my wonderful listeners. Everyone, good afternoon and welcome to the Conversations That Matters with Andy Swa. This is a podcast where we talk politics, we talk women empowerment, as well as youth development. I am still your host, Andy Swazulu, and thank you so much for tuning in on our last episode of 2021, even though it is based, uh, based on sad news. Yeah, so today we honor the life of the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who passed away recently. Now, Tutu's death came just after weeks of that of F.W.T. Clerk, who also died at the age of 85. Now, ever since this incident happened, people around the world passed their condolences, including our president, President Ramaphosa, who described this man as an iconic spiritual leader. He was also an extraordinary human being, a thinker, a leader, as well as a shepherd. Now, for those who doesn't know who Desmond Tutu is, let me give you a brief history about this gentleman. Desmond Tutu was born October 7, 1931, in Kruger's Club, west of Johannesburg. He initiated, was trained as a teacher, but began studying theology after having taught at high school for three years and was ordained as a priest in 1960. Tutu Khan and pluralized the term Rainbow Nation to describe South African when Nelson Mandela became president. He also won the Nobel Peace Prize in the year 1984 for combating white monetary rule in South Africa. He was the first black archbishop of Cape Town and the bishop of church of the province of Southern Africa. After the fall of apartheid, Tutu headed the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Other international accolades he received include the Albert Schinzer Prize of Humanism in 1986, the Pace in Terrace Award in 1987, the Signet Peace Prize in 1999, the Gandhi Peace Prize in 2007, and the President Medal for Freedom in 2009. He retired as an Archbishop of Cape Town in the year 1996 and was made Emeritus Archbishop of Cape Town an honorary title that is unusual in the Aglian Church. In 1997, Tutu was diagnosed with prostate cancer and had undergone repeated treatment. Tutu is survived by his wife Leah and their marriage was blessed with four children. Yeah, that's that a bit history about the man we're celebrating on this episode. Now, ever since his death, a lot of people passed their condolences and explained a bit about Tutu's contribution in the struggle against democracy. Let's hear the voice notes. Good morning, Rulani uh, Valoy from Winterfeld. Uh, I'd like to pay my special tribute to Desmond Dudu. And in nowadays trend, I would say someone who really understood the assignment because he spoke the truth to power. He was clear and then he was not someone who's undecided and someone you cannot confirm per se because you could tell that he's a clergy. He's not after any public office. Even after all the popularity, the honors that he got, he still remained humble and understood when to leave this, the public stage. Because I remember in 2010, he just said he's leaving uh, uh, the public life. And he was a great person that we will ever, ever have in this world. And I think he's well honored so far. And now as he has departed, I would like to pass my condolences to his family, friends, and all those who had a very close relationship with him because I really understand how much it hurts to lose your loved one irrespective of age or the impact. But uh, he did good and he clearly understood the assignment. Uh, the many the many shades of uh, Archbishop Emeritus Desmond Mpilo Tutu. To me, he's a man who, despite all challenges that he faced throughout his 90 years of life, withstood all those pressures, 
whilst standing on the side of justice, equality, fairness, and freedom of the people of the Republic of South Africa. But even other states in Africa and also in some other continents, including South America, you can actually almost separate the life of Archbishop Tutu into three parts. The one before he became a clergyman when he was a teacher, which he did with aplomb. Then he became a clergyman. But one thing about him being a clergyman was that it just did not end on the pulpit for him, but he instead used the pulpit to fight for the plight of South Africans uh, inside, inside the country and outside by using the pulpit to speak truth to power and refusing the oppression that the apartheid regime had put on the people of South Africa. And for that, he lost the Lord. I mean, he was denied visas at some point to go and mobilize sanctions against the apartheid regime in the U.S. at some point. His life was under threat at some point. But over and above that, the urge continued to be to be stand in his belief for freedom for our people. The passing on of Archbishop Desmond Tutu uh, is a very sad loss uh, to South Africa and uh, also to the world at large. Uh, to South Africa, it's quite sad to lose a person of his stature uh, because he you know, played an important role uh, in the struggle against apartheid. Uh, you would recall that uh, back then, as an educator, he took part in the fight against the introduction of Africans, uh, the Africans' language as a medium of instruction. Uh, he also took part uh, in, you know, these various struggles that were waged against the injustice, injustices that, you know, the apartheid system meted on. Um, the black majority uh, during 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 his time. Um, not only did he play a role uh, in the struggle against apartheid, he was also a key figure uh, in the building of uh, the post-apartheid state, uh, the establishment of uh, you know you know strong foundations. Uh, in this case, he played a role uh, as, as the chairperson of the Truth and Reconciliation uh, Commission. Uh, of course, others would, you know, express reservations about, uh, you know, uh, what, what that commission achieved. But there is no doubt that, uh, in a way, it uh, assisted in setting up, uh, you know, you know, the South African state on a path uh, to, you know, reconciliation and, uh, you know, social cohesion. More still needs to be done uh, to realize, you know, uh, that reconciliation and social cohesion. But, but uh, the point that I'm making is that uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which uh, Archbishop uh, uh, Desmond Tutu chaired, uh, you know, set a 
Rock Foundation. Um, beyond beyond that role, uh, Archbishop De- Desmond Tutu was also at different times in the in the life of the post-apartheid South African state. He became that moral voice. He became the conscience of society, uh, speaking against such evils uh, as uh, corruption, uh, speaking against such evils, evils as um, uh, the abuse of uh, state power by those in authority, um, poor leadership, and many other signs of uh, misgovernance that uh, re- re- that reared uh, their ugly head uh, in the in the post-apartheid state uh, of South Africa. Right, that was some of the condolences messages passed by different people explaining more about the late archbishop as a nation we have lost an icon and this episode celebrates him and his struggle he may be gone but his legacy will always will forever be with us may his soul rest in eternal peace right that is it for me today ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in on this important episode happy new year everyone in advance uh, the family is wishing you nothing nothing but a fruitful year ahead you and i will meet again soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye.